continue our daily Bible reading on this Tuesday as we continue in the Psalms. <clears throat> we are in Psalm 107. And now the Psalms that have come before have talked about historical events that we've already read about in Genesis and in Exodus, brought a lot about, um, you know, Abraham wandering through the wilderness, uh, God bringing him to the promised land, children of Israel uh, being in, in captivity in, in Egypt, God brought them out of there with the plagues and, uh, uh, and ultimately with the Passover event, uh, they crossed the Red Sea, um, God brings them through the wilderness again uh, to the promised land and they settle there. Well, Psalm 107 talks about events that happened later on historically with the children of Israel, but here's here's the gist of it. The children of Israel were not faithful to God. Uh, they started worshiping false gods, and God allowed their enemies to come and attack them and uh, to take their land and take them into captivity, uh, but God's not giving up on them. He continues to be the God who redeems. He continues to be the God who saves. God's made a promise. Here's why. God's made a promise to Abraham that through you, um, your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars and the heavens, and through you is going to come one who is going to be a blessing to all people. It's the fulfillment of the promise that God made to Adam and Eve when he cursed the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 and said, I will put enmity between you, serpent, and, and the woman, between your seed and hers. He, talking about the seed of, of Eve, the, the eventual child uh, that will come through the line of Eve, which is going to be Jesus, is going to crush your your head uh, and you will you will crush his heel um, so God has made a promise it's not like me you know where where I might make a promise but then if you if you don't keep your end of the deal and and if you're not always faithful I may say well forget about the promise you didn't keep your end of the bargain God always keeps his promises to us that gives us that gives us hope that's a kind of a twofold thing though it reminds us again of our unfaithfulness how we need to continue to come back to God but also, it reminds us of God's faithfulness. So it's bad news in the sense that it reminds us just how fickle we are, just how, how unfaithful we are, just how we fall short of the glory of God, how we make promises and we don't keep them. But on, on the other hand, it's good news in that God is always faithful to his promise. We need to keep returning back to him. So notice how the psalm starts. Psalm 107 starts out like the, the past psalm, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And when you talk about his steadfast love, that's the kind of love that we're talking about steadfast unlike our love unlike our commitments he is steadfast in his love and how long does it endure it endures forever this is the John 3 16 kind of love that says God loved the world not just that he felt you know uh, warm fuzzy feelings about the world but the people of the world and he gave he gave his only begotten son didn't give us a million dollars uh, didn't give us something that would be gone one day he gave us something to truly last forever so, um, and then he, he reminds us again in verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord, now that's us, we've been bought back, he owned us from the beginning, we straight away, he bought us back, that's what redeem means, let the redeemed of the Lord now say so. So you're going to see a pattern in each of these sections um, where, where it's going to talk about what happened to some, how they cried out to God, God heard them, and, and he answered their, their, their cry to them, he delivered delivered them, and then in encouragement that now that we should be giving thanks and praise to him. This kind of gives new meaning to what, what's going to be the sermon text on Sunday when Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. This is not rejoicing because everything is great around us. This is rejoicing because we can come to God when we come to him and we cry out to him for help. He answers that prayer, and then what should our response be? It should be rejoicing.
And, and that's always the case. So notice verse 4 starts out, for example, some wandered in desert wastes. Um, they didn't find a city at all. They cry out, verse 6, to the Lord. God hears them. He leads them, verse 7. And then here's, here's the cry, the plea to them. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. And then reminding them again about that steadfast love, what that's like. Same things repeated in verse 10. Some sat in darkness. Same thing happens. They cry out to God. God hears them. He answers them. They're told that they should give thanks to him. Verse 17, some were fools in their sinful ways. And I'm so glad it's in here in the Psalms. Because we are saying that the calamity that happens to us, oh, we're just innocent victims. No, most times we're our own worst enemy. We've not followed God's way. We've said, um, we're going to go our own way. We're going to do what we want to. God allows us to, to have have happened to us what we ask for, yet when we cry out to God and we repent to him and we come back to him, he, he is merciful, he is gracious, his love is steadfast, he delivers, and then we ought to give, be giving thanks to him. That thankful attitude is a great one to have. Otherwise, we have the attitude, well, like, hey, we deserve that, and, and we should get that, and, and we didn't do anything so bad. Someone else did something worse. No, close your mouth, open your heart, thank God for all the blessings he's given to you. Verse 23 says, some went down to the sea in ships. The sea was notorious uh, at that time for being something that truly scared them. Think of the disciples in the boat on the Sea of Galilee. And yet when they cry out to God, God hears them um, and he comes to them. Um, verse 33 then uh, begins to wrap this up. 33 through 38, talk about how God brings life where there's death. He brings He brings uh, water where there's not water. Um, and, and that's both in a, in a real sense or in a, in a physical sense, but also in a spiritual sense too. We take ourselves to parched lands. We, um, we sin against God. We rebel against God. We don't always do what he tells us to do. Um, we do what he tells us not to do. Uh, we come crying to him and, and he answers. He's there for us. We can be sure of that. Um, and not take him for granted and give thanks to him and ask him to, uh, to be with us uh, and guide us so that we go in the right way. Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't cast me away, uh, but send me your Holy Spirit to guide me in the, in the right direction. Um, verse 39 to 42 then just again reiterates how they'd been brought low, but they cried out to God, and God was the one who raises up the needy and the afflicted. Verse 43 sums it all up then. Whoever is wise, we're not talking about, we're not talking intelligence, we're talking wisdom. Those who have come to know God, those who have faith in God, those who believe in him, who don't trust on their own abilities, but trust totally in God. Jesus is the wisdom of God that brings us salvation. There's salvation found in no place else. He says, let them attend to these things. Let them consider what? Here we go again. The steadfast love of the Lord. God bless you as you read.